Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Far Out Wisdom Podcast. Um, today, we ha- we're going to have an interesting uh, conversation. And um, uh, in the description below, you guys can support my work. Um, you guys could Venmo. You guys could do PayPal. Um, pretty much is in the description below. So we're going to have an interesting, deep conversation with Mario Estrada. So Mario has his own little show on Facebook called Mario presents so mario welcome to the far out wisdom podcast thank you very much thank you for having me (laughs) so the other day uh we had well i had an interesting conversation with the duos at the mind wave podcast so if you guys don't know who that is um i make a lot of my appearance on mind wave and mario was um we had a great conversation with mario on the I believe it's Human First series. Uh, mm-hmm. So you guys can go check that out. I'm going to link that below and I'm going to link Mario's Facebook. So anyways, back to the discussion. It was really interesting. So if you guys don't know this, Mario is a Trump supporter. And um, I know a lot of people just freak out because of the political climate that's been going on. Because uh, the fact that he's gay, he's a gay man, and he's a Trump supporter. A lot of people got really upset at the fact that um, there was a photo shared. And in the comment section below, um, I was really disturbed by it. Um, it was during the weekend, and I saw the photo. And it's an absolutely gorgeous photo. Every every picture that Mario takes, it's it's beautiful. I love it. And he's always happy and he's wearing his heels and he's holding his don't tread on me flag. You know, it's it's awesome. And um, every time that I come across the photo and I read the comment section, it says that how can you be a gay Republican? Now, I'm really bo- bothered by this because of the fact that I've, I've always called myself a liberal. So that means that anybody can be whoever they want to be. And I was bothered by it because you're kind of forcing the individual especially someone who's gay, to be somebody they don't want to be. So Mario, um, in the podcast that I did with Mindwave, he did say that he always had conservative values. So Mario, what do you think about that when people tell you that? When people try to tell me that like I'm supposed to fit a certain box, and I agree with you, I would be, by some standards, they would consider me liberal because of the fact that I don't ascribe to any specific set of rules. I wear heels as a man, and that socially is wrong. Um <clears throat> I support people in drag. I support, you know, if someone wants to fall in love with a person of the same gender, I support that. So part of me says that, you know, okay, yeah, I have a little liberal quality, but at the same time, the conservative part of me says that there are certain um, precautions we need to take when we're importing a liberal culture into our you know, society, because not everything in liberalism is good, just like not everything in conservatism is good. So I self-identify as a conservative, but I understand that there are some liberal ideas and qualities that are good. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> the one that they always bring up the most, and this is very common, I'm pretty sure you come across it, is how can you not, it's, they're calling you, not particularly you, but pretty much who, like Blair White, for example, um, Mike Harlow, uh, Br- Brandon Strada, is that his name? Strada, Brand- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and even Scott Pressler. And so when they say these things and calling you guys a traitor, I'm, I'm, I I don't understand. And they, and this is the argument that they make all the time, the Christian part of it. So what do you, what do you, um, what do you have to say about that with the Christian values? Because, um, I don't understand where they're coming from because I read the Bible too. And I, I think there's only like one scripture, one part of the scripture and that's it, um, that I understand. So, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Well, right, honestly. And what happens is 
the left tends and the the LGBT or what I call the rainbow plantation, they mm-hmm. tend to hold on to this idea that you have to follow a set of rules, otherwise you can't hang out with them. Um, mm-hmm. And this is very strange for a culture or a group that you know, prides itself on being as outlandish as possible, you know, doing as grotesque things as they want while they're performing and then calling it, you know, avant-garde and fashionable and fantastic and they're celebrating it. But when someone steps out of the mold, they immediately try to tear them down. And Mm. what happens is with Christians, Christians oftentimes, if they don't like something, they're going to just turn away. They're going to look away and they're not going to pay attention to it because they understand that not giving something attention is the best way of protesting them, not tearing it down because Christians have been subjugated. They've been persecuted, not to say that they've been, you know, in ways that LGBT people have, but they have been and they still are. We see people making fun of Christianity left and right, but they would never make fun of a barbaric religion that comes from the Middle East in the same way. So Mm. you have this this dichotomy of left and right, and neither side seems to want to look at themselves in the mirror and go, look, I have my problems and I need to face these problems. And when someone like me comes along and really just puts your, you know, your own shortcomings on, you know, on blast – they're ugly comes out on both sides, both Christians and liberals. And I end up being kind of the focus of all of that. And I kind of tend to remind all of them, if you really want to be tolerant of other people, you need to accept me and my conservative values. And if you really want to be tolerant of people with your religion, you need to be tolerant of me and my lifestyle. Exactly. So, um, in the podcast that we did with Jenner, you did mention that you grew up uh, religious. Is that mm-hmm. influence your your political ideology, not ideology, but your political beliefs? I don't necessarily think it it influences my political beliefs as much as one would think. I think it more influences my personal beliefs, my Mm. idea of, you know, monogamy, the idea of, you know, wanting to raise children, wanting to have a stable house, wanting to have, you know, succeeding, having a car, you know, having something to pass on to the next generation. I may be gay and I may not have children, but you know Mm. what? I still want to leave my mark on the world. I don't want to be a blight on the world. I don't want to be, you know, out there and going, you know, what's, what do they, what do they do in the, the, um, LGBT culture? Uh, what do they call, um, pay for play. I'm not pay mm. for play. I'm not trying to make money off of, you know, someone else's, you know, fulfillment for me. It's, I work hard to do the things that I need to do and I'm not going to take advantage of other people. And that for me is a foundation in most religions and most theologies. So, mm you know, the LGBT tends to reject a lot of that. And then we see the results of that. We see debauchery, we see taking advantage, you see, you know, you know, I will pay a boy to, be, you know, pay for a young boy to be my boy, I'll give you $400 a week, you just got to give daddy his thing, you know, mm. and that's, and that's normal for them. That's their culture. And I rejected that culture, because my religious background says that that's not a culture that's going to give me any sort of a real fulfillment. Wow, I did not know that. Like they, um, so it's like a like a sugar baby, um, but yeah. with oh wow, and so this is really common in the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. 
of yeah, the I mean, my, Milo Yiannopoulos was crucified for even mentioning it because it actually does happen fairly often where an older gay man goes with a younger gay man. And I'm talking more than 10 years, sometimes 15, 20 years separation. Mm-hmm. And that's normal. This, this young, beautiful looking creature and this older, you know, past their prime, they seem to, you know, but he makes their, he makes money. So, you know, who doesn't want a little sugar daddy and who doesn't want a little sugar baby? And it's, just normal in that culture isn't that like like um like a sexual slave though i mean wow i you know the wow that's we're gonna get crucified for bringing that up (laughs) but that's that's i i don't know mario i'm just so bothered by it like i i went camping during the weekend and i just like how can you view your fellow gay person or lesbian as somebody who's less than you because it doesn't really matter about their sexual orientation because it doesn't necessarily mean that just because you are gay you have to be a liberal you know it's like do you there's other things because right and just because you're gay you don't have to be party and play you don't have to be doing poppers you don't have to be going to the clubs every day there's plenty of gay people who live normal everyday lives they you know they exist in average society they don't go to the clubs they go to work they come home they go you know have a couple friends they you know they maybe have a boyfriend but they're not out there you know with their shirts off and partying at pride every year every you know going to the circuit parties that doesn't happen i mean there are exceptions to the rule you're right Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like they they it's the the, the the argument that I hear all the time. And this is what I, I always defend you always because the fact that you guys know that Mario's a good person. He really is. He has a big heart and I know that he will he has my back. So the the thing that I hear the most always is that the fact that um how can you hate yourself to the point where this is what I hear all the time. And and, and you can hear this, you know, there, during, you know, videos like, you know, ContraPoints. ContraPoints is a left wing uh, YouTuber. Um, not the bad, not her, her content is not bad or anything like that. I, in fact, I will say that um, the left, that's ContraPoints is their most prominent uh, person that they have on their team. Now, they, uh, ContraPoints made a video recently about, you know, Blair White. We all know who Blair White is. Mm-hmm. Um, Blair White is a conservative trans YouTuber. Um, I love her content. She's pretty funny. She's down to earth. And then there was another person named Rosa Dawn. And so ContraPoints went after them. Um, because the fact that it's like she was making it seem that they hate themselves to the point where, you know, are you saying that Mario hates himself? Why is that? You know, I don't think that's what it is. I think it's because you are an individual and that's liberalism, right? And you, these people call themselves liberal. And I said, you have, you have to remember that it means free. And that includes people like Mario, people like Blair White, people like Rose of Dawn to, to believe whatever they want to believe because you have, you're not paying their bills. I'm sorry. I go, you're not paying their bills. You're not, you're not doing anything for them. I go, who made you their spokesperson for the LGBT community? I wouldn't even say community. I, I, I hate saying that. It's more like an individual. I want to see, I want to take that away from the, I understand the, the, the beginning of the movement and you, you do too. I understand it, but now it's becoming too radical. Now you're like, you have to be on our side or else. You know, like the beating of Andy No, for example. Oh, absolutely. He got a concussion. Yeah, that's not right. And that beating makes me so angry every time I see it because he's a gay Vietnamese man. Mm-hmm. The dude's like 5'2 or less, like my height, I'm five feet. And they're beating him and they kicked him. 
So are you, who are you protecting? The, you know, it's like, it's, I don't understand it. And it really, it's like. You're right. I'm, and you have every right to be frustrated and bothered because the truth is, is we do not hate ourselves. If we hated ourselves, we would be doing everything we possibly could to change who we are. And we are doing everything but that. We are doing everything we possibly can to express who we are. If there was such an issue with my freedom of expression, don't you think I would have been tarred and feathered and run out of every single rally I've ever been to? The, the the fact is, is I've not been tarred and feathered. I've been welcomed. I've been, you know, embraced by this movement. And they'll turn around and they say, oh, well, they're just using you as a token. Well, every, does that mean every black person that there's a token? Does every Asian person there be a token? Does every Hispanic who's going to be there as a token? You, it's, they use the word help, self-hate, you know, self-loathing as a way of projecting their insecurities onto us and to me and saying that I must have some sort of mental incapacity or some sort of mental issue to explain the fact that to them, I'm voting against my own interests. When in reality, for me, I am voting for my own best interests. I have done my own research. I understand that the president does support the LGBT. He does not hate the LGBT. He's been around LGBT most of his life. I wouldn't be, I would completely be sure of that because you can't be on TV without someone in hair and makeup going, honey, that is so fabulous. We need to do this over here. And that, 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 you know, girl, you need to sit in that, that walk and we're going to make sure that you look fantastic on camera. And he would have he would have been surrounded by these people if he had an issue with them we would have known about it by now in 1992 he offered them same-sex benefits before any other company in the country he's offering lgbt the equality that they were sitting there crying and screaming that they needed to have and they deserve to have while their president bill clinton was signing you know don't ask don't tell preventing the defensive marriage act trying to you know put people back in the closet quietly it's it's this whole play on words and it's the pulling of the wool over people's eyes very much like what happened with jfk and lbj and the the republicans who tried to pass the original civil rights act the original civil rights act was pushed by the republicans and it wasn't it was and most of the democrats were against it the only reason they did it was because they saw in the end that they were going to end up looking better and they ended up signing it while holding their nose and kind of like oh, i don't really it stinks but i'm just going to go ahead and sign, put my name on it and this is what we're seeing the left will tell me i'm self-hating i'm not self hating i love myself i love my friends i love my family and i'm proud of what i do mm -hmm. and uh he goes out to rallies and he has an awesome time and, and and we live we live close to each other and i have to go i just want to go to a rally just to hang out with mario that's all i want to do <laughs> that's all i want to just like hang out with him and if you but, come to sacramento this weekend uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll be there i'll be there oh really you're gonna you're gonna drive all the way from la to go to sacramento yep i'm gonna be going to sacramento on saturday with that big rally trying to oh reopen my God. the country. Oh my God. It, it needs to reopen because it's really affecting everybody. And you know what, what's really funny, Mario? It's the fact that a lot of people want this, this, this closed, this COVID-19 to, you know, everything needs to close down, but it's really affecting the people that they're fighting for. You know, they don't seem to see it. They don't. And every time I'm out there on the corner, I, as a matter of fact, yesterday on my live video, if you, it's 37 minutes, I'm not going to ask anybody to watch all 37 minutes, but there's a couple of moments there where I'm out there, you know, hanging out with these people, you know, we're trying to reopen the country. We see drivers, some people have their windows down and I used to be a singer, so I can project, I can get up there in the, in the decibel level. So I shout 
at cars while they're driving, you're you know, sitting in the red light. And especially when it, when there's an African-American or an Asian or a Hispanic in there, I will use that to my advantage. I will scream out at the top of my lungs, why do black barbers have to be closed, but that Mexican can sell fruit on the corner? Right. <laughs> I mean, and that's, and it, pardon me for being so blunt, but it's true. And what happened nine times out of 10 is because I use whatever adjective describe, what if it was an Asian? Why can't my Asian nail lady open her salon? Why can't my barbero? And I would use, you know, that word specifically because I know that they're going to, they're going to hear Asian. They're going to hear black. They're going to hear Hispanic and they're going to turn and they're going to give me their attention. And then I give them that little dose of reality. They can sell mass on the corner for $25 for 25, you know, $5 on the corn, $5 a pop, whatever they can. The fruit man still comes down the street. The taco truck still comes down the street. The ice cream man still comes down the street. But your black businesses, your Asian businesses, your Hispanic businesses cannot open because they have something to lose. That person selling something on the corner, they can't get anything from them. That's why they're letting them do it. You and I have everything to lose. We have licenses. We have businesses. We have, you know, inventory and they will take every single one of those things away if we dare challenge them this is why we're out there and you watch every single person that heard me say something like that was laying on their horn honking and clapping because they realized holy crap this little this i'm I'm gonna can i be blunt on your on your your, this this little faggot is over (laughs) here shouting for the black businesses to open this little fag this little maricon is over here shouting for the barbero to open and the salon de butesa to open this little fag is out here wanting my businesses open and he's right that those people who shouldn't even be in this country are still selling their stuff and we're all watching that like when is that okay and it's just it's those little red pills that just make gnaw at people and i love to give them those mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you're doing a great job and i support everything that you do and it's just like it's really affecting me as well because the fact that i work for the county and so we have to lay off a lot of immigrants Okay, it's not it's not the fact that we're exploiting them, but a lot of these are legal immigrants. So they come Mm -hmm. and they work for the county and I'm watching these people and I give up my hours to give to them, you know, and when I want to open back the economy, I get called a bigot, a Mm -hmm. racist, a white nationalist for some fucking reason. And I don't understand because it's just I'm I'm hurting seeing these people hurt. And so. The, this thing where this image where the Republicans are the bad guys, okay? And you have to remember, guys, I voted blue in 2016, okay? And it's something that I admit, and I'm not ashamed of it. But at the same time, at the same time, I'm not going to hate a Trump supporter because the fact that I believe in liberalism, I believe the freedom of anybody can do whatever they want to do. If they want to be a, a Trump supporter and, and we're – all the gear, we're all the gear because I don't believe in this idea of hurting somebody for the political beliefs because that's what they believe in. And that's in our constitution and it's their first amendment to believe whatever they want to believe. I don't care for shit if they're furries. You hear about furries are coming into the whole game. You know, you can do whatever you want to do. Just don't I have, fret on I, it. I have a t-shirt that says Mohammed is a homo. And I got that shirt <laughs> from um, an artist. If you ever want to check out his work, it's called, his name is Sabo, S-A-B-O. He's got a webpage called Unsave, uh, I think it's unsavoryagents.com. That's where you can buy it. Um, and I wore that with a pair of heels, you know, to a rally. And everyone who saw me was shocked. But, 
you know, they asked me, they're like, how come you're wearing that? And I said, because the reality is, is I should be able to wear something as offensive as this and not have someone attack me. If someone has to be so violent about my freedom of speech, then they're the ones who have the issue, not me. Right. And so the thing that this idea of freedom of speech so a lot of people, you and I are very, we're not, abs- well, I don't know. I'm not an absolutist. I, I'm not saying that, but, but your shirt, it wouldn't offend me because I really don't care. I was just right. like, eh, I'm just my own business because that's how it is. But a lot of people will say that your shirt is a, hmm, a site of violence. What do you, what is it's, it's I don't think it's, so. it's, it's a, it's a, what do they call it? The, it incites violence. You're right. Um, yeah. well, here's the thing. Would a burqa incite rape? Hmm. And that's, that's the, and point. when and when someone asks me says oh well your maga hat incites violence you know because he's a hateful man well does that burka incite rape mm. does the mini skirt does the mini skirt incite rape you know if they want to defi- if they really really you have to literally look at things from you know apples to apples and oranges to oranges you, you, the idea that you're going to assault someone for what they're for an article of clothing shows more to the personal character of the person doing the assaulting than the person actually wearing their character because i literally do this stuff for fun i love i live to not trigger people, but to make people think about what's really going on. For instance, these masks that everybody has to wear inside the grocery store. I have those big giant furry masks like from (laughs) Walmart. I will wear that mask through the store. And when people look at me, I'll whip around and look at them and say, my mask is just as effective as yours. And they weren't specific with what kind of face covering they said. And everyone... They just kind of look at me and they just kind of smile and nod. I also have a Spider-Man mask, like a tight Spider-Man mask. Like it literally makes me look like Spider-Man. And guess what? I wore that all weekend shopping, every single store. And this little 12-year-old girl looks to her mom and goes, mom, I like his mask. And his her <laughs> and her mom goes, shh, don't encourage it. And she's like, but mom, they didn't say what kind of mask he had to wear. <laughs> And that's true. And there was an incident and I share this and um, I shared on Facebook and it's a guy wearing a clan mask. Yes. <laughs> yes. And everybody's like, they're, they're so offended. I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm going to have to explain to you guys. So I'm going to break it down, listeners. Okay. My audience who's going to get, you know, what? You guys laughing at a clan mask. Okay. So what happened was in, I, I don't remember where. San Diego. San Diego. So he's wearing a clan mask and this guy had a people were like oh my god he has a nazi symbol no it's not it's the hindu swastika okay it's totally different and then he has the peace sign on it so basically what he was trying to say is is that the democratic party if you guys don't know this and i suggest everybody to to kind of take this information and the resources and do your research and realize that the democratic party was the original uh clan okay the original I guess Confederates. Okay, uh, they belong to the Southern Democrats, and so he was trying to say, and because we are both in California, me and Mario, that the uh, the the Democrats here are the Klan. They are the original Klan because if you look at, and this is going back to the beginning of the podcast, if you listen to what Mario and I are saying, and Linda, Mario, and I are people of color. Okay, we are the smallest minority because I believe you're uh, you're Nat- what, what is it? You're, I'm Native uh, American. I'm Pudapacha. Yeah. I'm Indian. Exactly. So I'm Cambodian. So we are the smallest minority. And every time we speak up, every time we say something, you guys call us traitors. I remember one time somebody uh, 
on Twitter said that Andy No and I, particularly me and him, are white nationalists. We're working for the white nationalists for some fucking odd reason. I don't understand why. I said, you call us traitors, but yet, yet at the same time, you guys always say that you could do whatever you want to do, except that. You see how how much of a hypocrite you guys sound? You know, and it's just like, and they don't see it. And every time we say something or point it out, and just like you, you make awesome arguments and points. They dismiss it. Mm, mm-hmm. No, nope, not going to listen to you. Nope. Well, because it's a convenience of facts. You know, it's just like this whole Donald Trump took away funding for HIV and AIDS research. I mean, that was a lie that was pushed and pushed and pushed over the last, what, six months. Donald Trump right. cut funding for AIDS. He didn't cut funding for AIDS. He redirected it. He took funding from aid for from the AIDS research that was going to Africa that wasn't being used properly and was completely mismanaged and redirected that back to the United States where we could actually use it and we can actually benefit from it because it also goes in line with his goal to eradicate HIV and AIDS within in America within the next 10 years. That's a good thing. You know, Africa is completely backwards. They're not benefiting from all this money and all this funding and all these programs that we're giving to them. Why are we going to keep throwing money at something that's not actually benefiting from it? It's it's useless. So, But they'll spin it and they'll say Donald Trump cut funding for AIDS and that's that's what they'll run with. Yeah, and let alone, uh, let alone a lot of the people. I, I, I said this before because the news media – what they call the mainstream media, what we call so like CBS, NBC, MSNBC, uh, CNN and stuff like that. They dominate. They they're very dominant here in the United States of America. Fox mm-hmm. News is probably the only one. And I think PragerU is online. Even PragerU is getting censored. Um, Mario's right now in the he's banned right now mm-hmm. for, for 30 days again, again. And he's yeah, not, I think he, this is my fourth ban in like literally a year. Yeah, I say, do you guys see what we're talking about? Because I get account, you know, stuff too. And I'm, I'm not even, I'm not even far left or far right. I'm like right smack in the middle. I mean, Mario is to the right of me. Mm-hmm. And then I have friends who are to the left of me. And my left wing friends are not getting banned at all. In comparison mm-hmm. to my right wing friends, I go, do you see what we're trying to tell you? You know, and, and nobody listens to us. And I feel like we're talking to a wall. Yeah, and, like, and then what's even worse is the, not just the the silencing. The system has also figured out when I make a separate account to try and still get in and try to log in and try to let people know, it will lock that account within 24 hours. I've created five different accounts and every single one of them are locked. Once one of them goes unlocked, they all go unlocked. Wow. Is it because it's like the IP address they caught it or I think what it's the think? IP address. I don't know. I've tried for my phone. I've created new accounts for my phone. I've tried new accounts for my computer. I've tried new accounts from a different computer at a different location. And within 24 hours, it immediately locks me out. See, this is the fucking problem that we're talking about, guys. It's censorship and it's not fun. And I feel like in 2016, I have to defend the Christians. Mm-hmm. I have to defend the Trump supporters because you guys are beating them. It's not cool, man, at all. And, and I feel like I have to like, like, ugh, it makes me really, it makes me angry because the fact that the moment that you take somebody's voice is the moment they become radical, if that makes sense. And nobody is listening to me. And I'm going to have a, a, a guest on my show. Uh, it's going to be on my other podcast, but he's going to, it's, he's called the Asian Nazi. If you guys don't know who that is, the Asian Nazi is the one who took guns and he's in jail at the moment for it. And I, I understand why they're getting radicalized. It's because nobody's listening to them. They're not listening to them. And when you take somebody's free speech away from them, shit's going to go down. Mm -hmm. And I told this to, and I said this many times before, and I said, the left, they're dangerous. 
Sure. When you talk about the communists, when you talk about the anarchists, the socialists and stuff like that. Yes, sure. I understand that. And I go, but the right wing people, they're deadly. And they will take people more out than ever. I'm not saying, Mari, that you are a part of it. But the, the, the right, the far right, and they're getting censored the most. Any of somebody with a Pepe, with a Pepe avatar, they get taken down right away. They're done. Out. And it's just like, I, I don't think they understand history. You know, it's, it, it's, it's the fact that we're – and it scares me because when, when I see that, and just like I mentioned earlier, when you say you can't believe something because of this, this, and this – Whoa, that's a problem. That's a problem, especially here in the United States of America, because we have our constitutional rights. And when I say constitutional, they're like, oh, well, you're a right wing. No, I understand my history, man. You know, and I go and I and like I said, I, I was inspired by classical liberalism a lot. And so I understand the Constitution. I'm not an expert per se, but I'm not bothered by Mario hugging his friend with a Trump flag flying. Come on. It's a beautiful picture, guys. They're okay, having a can what? I interject with that? My yeah. friend in that picture is also gay. Yeah. Absolutely so beautiful. I love us, that picture. The two, us, the two of us went to Albuquerque together. We were number two and three in line to see the president himself in Albuquerque last September. And we had the we had the greatest time of our lives, you know, driving across the country and coming back. I mean, that's my that's my ride or die. That's my that's my road dog. And <laughs> they seem to think that we're like the Antichrists. So the the picture is I, – I don't understand what's so offensive about a photo of two happy people. I mean, have you guys seen photos of the Nazis happy? Okay. Right. They're never happy. Nazis are never happy. They're always sad. <laughs> They're always stoic. And so <clears> – <throat> When you okay, so uh, audience, so you can Google something for me real quick. My my audience, look up the Nazis having a blast, and then compare it to Mario and his friend. You know, the Nazis were doing something bad while they're having a good time. Mario and his friend, his friend wasn't. So when I see you guys compare the two, it annoys the shit out of me. Because what you're trying to say is, is that two of besties having an awesome time at a Trump rally, and then compares it to nazis ss officers who were committing a genocide are you guys trying to say that mario's committing a genocide is that what you guys saying it, it doesn't make any sense so stop please stop it's 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 dumb it's tired i'm so tired of being called a gay nazi i really am i'm tired <laughs> of being called a jewish nazi i'm tired of being called a traitor because the reality is is the only traitor i would if you were to ever say i have an allegiance to is America. And I will never exactly. be a traitor to America. 100%. I will, I will sell out the LGBT all day long because again, they don't pay my bills. I will sell out Christians all day long because they do not pay my bills. I will sell anybody out because nobody pays my bills. These people all need to realize that they do not affect me. I do not affect them. We all have the individual right to do whatever we want. I, you know, my one of my best friends in my, you know, Patriot group, because Christopher is one of my group, but there's like, I think there's about 20 of us that we run around all over the Southern California region. We were the yep. ones who interrupted Adam Schiff. We're the ones who interrupted um, the Oscars. We're the ones who, you know, um, 
gosh, we were, we organized the 1500 people in Huntington beach and we're the ones who were out there in LA, you know, downtown LA on May day. I mean, our group really does get around. We're going to be going to Sacramento this week. Um, and we're being tweeted by the president. We're being, um, featured by the president. Lisa did a flag drop on highway 15, interstate 15 above bear Valley. And she was tweeted by the president, my friend, real talk period. Um, on Instagram. His name's Steven. He was just retweeted by the president because of his interview with Fog City Midge. Um, every time I've gone to the president's Trump rallies, both in September and this last February, I was in videos. The first one, I was physically in the video. I came out my face, my voice, everything. The second time, the video that came out was my flag, my my rainbow flag. It was off over the shoulder of my friend Megan, who got pulled on stage. Um, so I know that he's watching me. His people remember me. They go, oh, hey, Mario, do you want to do another interview? Hey, Mario, do you want to do an interview? So I know we're being watched and we're doing something significant. We're doing something good, which I believe is why people are so quick to call me traitor, call me Jewish Nazi, call me this, call me that, because they know I'm effective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't even understand. I, I, you know, I don't even understand the terminology of a gay Nazi. What does that even mean? You know, it's, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, what does that even mean? I think it's, it's the... Like I said, it's the uneducated aspect of themselves where they refuse to look up the history of the Nazis. And the Nazis were not really friendly with homosexuals. Okay. Even Joseph Stalin, guys, even he, Joseph Stalin made, even made a law where you cannot be gay. And anybody who's gay, they would get executed. Mario understands that part. Stop making it seem that he's dumb. And as you guys can listen to him, he's not. He's very educated, well-spoken, smart. Very confident. This is why I love him because the fact that his energy makes me happy. And we need people like that. And he's a Trump supporter. I have friends who are left wing. You guys are really depressing right now. You know, it's like you guys are really depressing right now. And I don't really don't need that energy. We need to be happy. Okay. And, you know, and kind of to, to kind of go to your point, not all Trump supporters hate leftists either. You know, I have friends who, who lean left and I'm, I, I'll even say it out loud and I've said it before and I'll say it over and over again, just to really drive that point home. When President Barack Obama would talk about the need of the black family to be reassessed and the need for a man in the black home um, and the absence that it's caused and the, the, the problems that it's causing the community, I applauded him. Mm-hmm. I applauded him. I agreed with him. I was like, yes, 100%. Why aren't you doing this more? I want to hear more of this because this is important. So, and there's an age old saying, even a broken clock is right twice a day. And there are some things that I do tend to agree with liberals on or Democrats on. I believe in a right of health care. I don't necessarily think it should be expanded to every single person, Tom, Dick, and Harry. I think that we should put limitations on it. I, if it were up to me, and let's say Mario was president, I would make sure every child would have health care and have a good level of health care, not, you know, some crappy medical. I'm talking if your kid breaks their arm or gets their arm severed, they don't have to worry about it. We will put it back. We will fix it the way it was because we as Americans have a responsibility for the next generation. That I get. I 100% am for that because then that frees up parents to focus on either their work, their home life, getting, you know, putting away for college, whatever it is, because they don't have to worry about the health 
of their child because that we as a society should do. But just because some someone's lazy, one doesn't want to doesn't want to work. Oh, you know what? I'm black. I'm disabled. Oh, I'm you know I'm fat. I'm disabled. No, you're not. You can do things. You are unless you are truly physically disabled and you cannot do it. Then yes, we just you know you need to get out there. You need to you know be part of society because even my religious culture says every religious culture do not you know wait and expect everything that you will have to come from other people you eventually are going to have to do this for yourself at some point unless you really physically have something wrong with you mhm and i definitely agree and i you know as a person who this is what this is what I personally hate. So I suffer from uh, depression. So I have Mm -hmm. clinical depression and I have OCD and I have generalized anxiety disorder. And I was actually diagnosed, but I don't, I'm not jelly of rich people. I'm not jelly of, you know, when, when Mario got his car. So you guys, if you guys are not friends with him on Facebook, I was so happy for him. You know, he works hard. And who are we to judge somebody for the things that they have? I mean, it's more like they always compare something like material things, right? They always say, well, that person, that person has a, you know, Mario has a, a new car. Oh, my God. I bet he cheat his way or something like that. Something, or, something he, or that. you know, that was just from, that was from his sugar daddies that gave it to him, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. And it's funny. I will, I will tell you this right now, Boone. I am the most, like, non-materialistic person you will ever come across. Yeah. I got this, I got the new, you know, I got a new car. I mean, I've been working hard, you know, but I went almost 10 years without a car and it's because really? honey, uh, you know, I wasn't working. I've worked and what I did, was doing was grooming. So, and it was a shop that was literally about a mile down the road so I could get a ride or, you know, run, you know, you know, borrow a car, borrow, you know, have my husband drop me off on the way, you know, whatever. So I didn't need a car. And he kept pushing me, honey, do better. Honey, you can do better for yourself. Honey, you can become more than a groomer. I'm like, yeah, I know, but I'm just a humble person. I'm a real simple person. I, my, my grandmother lived her, basically her age, her golden years in a shack in Mexico with dirt floors and corrugated plastic walls and, and, a, and a rooftop because that's how she chose to live. She's, you know, she's lived in regular houses here in America, but she chose to live like a pauper. And I admired that. And I just kind of always looked at her and I went, she had all she ever needed because she had the people who really mattered around her. So if I have a big house, I have a big house. If I have a little house, I have a little house. I'm happy with whatever I have because there's a lot of people who don't, who aren't blessed and don't have the things that I have. And so my husband would get mad at me. He's like, honey, why don't you do more, strive more, become better. And I'm like, I'm happy with what little I have. I don't need a lot. So now working, you know, and and I have a better job. I have these things. I'm not going to spend this money on myself. My husband has to buy me these things. He's like, honey, I'm going to take the money out of your account and I'm going to buy you these things because you're not going to do that for yourself. And I won't. He's right. (laughs) He knows you. He loves you. And And I'm the same way. And like, so right at the moment, I live in a one bedroom house and it's really, really, really spacious. And I have my own little studio and I have my husband. I have my little baby and I'm happy. And I think it's because the way we grew up. You think that's what it is? That's, that that makes us because I'm similar. I'm I'm like you. I I'm, I'm pretty much happy with the way that I have. I don't I don't need a lot of makeup. I don't need a lot of clothes. I, the shoes that I'm wearing it's Skechers from those mm-hmm. ghetto ass Skechers stores. I'm still wearing it, and I love mm-hmm. it. And it's yeah. just, it's so comfortable. And um, and I think 
it's it's when when people I, I hear this a lot and it makes me really sad and this is on Twitter. A lot of it's on Twitter. They say eat the rich. We need those people. Okay, we need people like Elon Musk. We need people like Mark Zuckerberg. We need people like that to innovate and make our our, our place. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg is a dick, by the way, because he likes to censor us. But anyways, it's just it's just that. But we need those smart people to succeed. And when you hold people down, okay, when you hold people down, you're going to hold everybody equally, and that's not fair. Mm-hmm. And I understand. I understand the pain and suffering, you know, especially with my with my depression. I I I did I made some light choices that really fucked me up. Okay, but at the same time, I accept my responsibility. It was my fault. Okay, I'm not going to say it's my depression fault. It's my fault. Okay, and it's just like, and this is the thing that we hear, Mario, and this is why I'm scared. Is because our next generation is being taught this mindset. No, it's, it's not gonna, just the next generation. It's been it's been this generation and the generation before it because you true. and I grew yes, up true. right about in the same thing. And yep. it's been this whole, it's everybody else's fault. It's no one's fault. It's not your fault. You did nothing wrong. You tried your best. And that's something that we need to wake everybody up that that's actually doing more damage to our our generations and every generation that comes after us, that idea that, you know, everyone gets an award and you just did your best and that's good enough. No, you didn't do your best and it wasn't, you did your best and it wasn't good enough. Next time we're going to try harder and we are going to make it. We are going to do what we need to do. Exactly. It's just like, <clears throat> it's, we, we grew up in, we're millennials. Okay. So we are in our thirties. And so we grew up in a time of domestic terrorism, a lot of domestic terrorism, a lot of, um, when I was growing up, it was a lot of bombings, and we and I grew up watching America's yeah, Most Wanted. Yeah, bomb threats, cops, and so we are are the, the millennials were raised by the boomers. Okay, so we were. It's a lot of anxiety for my generation because the fact that that's what we saw. We saw a lot of anxiety, and it made us the way we are. Now, it's it's a learning experience, and I and and we're not Mario and I are not saying that you have to suffer. Okay, but we're, we're, but what we're saying is that life is suffering. Mm-hmm. And you're going suffering, yeah. seeing yeah. suffering when you because I know you've seen suffering. You, I know you've seen abject poverty, right? And I've seen abject poverty. I think that does so much for a person's character. These people, um, I don't want to say these people, but these people who live here have never seen abject poverty. I would say maybe a handful of them have ever stepped foot into a reservation because we have abject mm-hmm. poverty here in the United States. I've been on the Navajo reservations and I've seen people who literally live in abject poverty, dirt floors, just like my grandmother. And that's here in the United States. These people have never seen that. They've never experienced it. They've never had to spend the night in it. And I think that does so much for a person's character. Wow. That's amazing. So why is that? That they... <sighs> I think it's because people are comfortable. People, are, people would rather not be put in a situation that doesn't make them feel warm or fuzzy, you know, Mm. going from, you know, the suburbs and living in this house and then saying, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go stay with a host family on the Navajo reservation. And then host family happens to live in a Hogan with dirt floors. You know, that's Mm. not necessarily, you know, a shack because it's a Hogan. It's, it's It's a traditional home, but because there is no, you know, plumbing there is no this there is no that for them it's roughing it and now you take that hogan idea and you go even further you go to you know cambodia you go to mexico and you see what real poverty is 
then you kind of come back and you appreciate what you do have. And you're going, well, you know, maybe I don't need to have that extra bedroom in my house for the gym because I can go running down, you know, running, or I can use the the gym down the street. You know, they become a little more, I don't want to say complacent, but I think they accept the luxuries that they do have and aren't as willing to be extravagant as they would have. You know, it's like a a generation of, of, we are, what's that word? It's, it's more like a generation of, we, we were taught that stuff made us happy. And I I always say this over and over again, that's a very dangerous mindset. So just because, just because, and I, and I recommend people to watch Joe Rogan again with Elon Musk. Joe Rogan asked Elon Musk, well, how is, is it like to be you? And he said, you don't want to be me. Okay, you have to remember that Elon Musk works 24 seven nonstop to make Tesla happen while you sit on your asses and eat potato chips watching fucking I don't know. (laughs) It's like, I don't know, something on TV, like a reality show. You have to work really, really hard. I don't want to go to meetings. I don't want to be a CEO. I just like running my fucking podcast. That's all I want to do. And and Mario goes and have fun at rallies. You know, people have different um different idea of happiness and having a big ass house is not going to make you happy all the time because I I knew a millionaire and he's a doctor and he had like multiple homes but he was so unhappy and then he gave up everything really literally everything and move to Thailand and he is the happiest dude on the planet right now because that's mm-hmm. what it is and he has dirt floors and everything and, and he loves it he loves the weather he loves the people and he's having a fantastic time you know, he dropped everything that he was doing just to go and, and do ministry. He he became a missionary and he's happy. So I think it's really dangerous, especially to the socialists, mind you, if you're going to listen to this, that when you say somebody's poor, who are you to determine what is poor? I'm happy with my one bedroom house. I'm happy with my little Camry. I'm happy with my, you know, my little bed and stuff like that. And my, my computer chair that I bought on Amazon for like 20 bucks. I'm happy, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like. This is and it, like I said, it ties up to the beginning of the podcast. Who are you to tell what Mario can believe in? He's happy. Isn't that all that matters? Isn't that the point of the American dream? Isn't it's that what their happy. goal is? Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Is to be happy. And 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 every time I, I, I I'm going to print that picture out. I'm going to put it on my wall. I'm going to put a picture of Mario on my wall because he's happy, and that's the face of happiness. And this is where the the idea of universal purpose. When you tell somebody, when you rip the student's ass off with student debt, for example, you tell them to go get an education, go get an education, go get an education, then you rip them apart with student loan debt. How are they going to be happy? You know, stop telling them that. It's okay to be a groomer. It's okay to be a janitor. It's okay to be anything you want to be as long as you're happy. Because if you're going to be not everybody, and I think this is the idea that really destroyed our particular generation, is because the fact that you keep telling us that we're all special. We're not necessarily, we're not all special. I've seen some things, right? Not all of us are all special. Right. But that doesn't make us don't give up. Just like Mario was saying. His husband was like, come on, do this. You know, but Mario doesn't have to do it. He don't have to listen to his husband. He was like, you know what? I'm happy with my, you know. I was happy with my grooming job. I was happy with my $400 a week. I didn't need more than that, you know. I was happy because I was helping these animals. Some of these animals would come into my shop and they were in poor, poor condition. And the 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 moment when the hair came off and the animal relaxed was a moment unlike any other. And I wouldn't have 
traded that for anything in the world. I mean, I don't care how much money you offered me. I was not ready to let that go. Right. And and, and people, um, I don't know if you know this, but on YouTube, the most popular show on YouTube is not makeup. It's not Jeffree Star. It's people cleaning couches. <laughs> I really don't understand. So it's it's really relaxing. And and it's just like, who are we to tell somebody that, you know, the job that they're doing, it's not important. And this is where we go back to the politics because our governor is telling, determine who it's, you know, who is important and who is not. We need our groomers. We need our barbers. We need our, 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 our janitors and stuff like that to work. We need them to be happy. This is why, you know, everything needs to be back. The economy needs to open up and. I think in LA where you're at, I think they want to close till July or what? Yes. My local count, my County, because I'm part of Los Angeles County. I am not in Los Angeles. I'm on the edges of the County. Mm-hmm. The County wants to stay closed until July through the end of July. My mayor, as well as the neighboring mayor. And then there's another mayor in our area. Um, we make up District 25, um, mm-hmm. Santa Clarita, Palmdale, and Lancaster, those three mayors have already petitioned and are trying to press the Los Angeles County to let them reopen sooner because we are much more – we're not as densely populated. We're a much more sparse population. We are spread out. Um, we don't – aren't on top of each other in any way, shape, or form like Los Angeles. We don't have a lot of apartment buildings, a lot of condos. So we want to get back to work. And it's important because, as you were saying, we need our barbers, we need our groomers, we need everybody. And people forget that a barber and a groomer both employ not just themselves and, you know, their clients. They are also buying products. So the people who are going to be supplying supplying shampoos, conditioners, perfumes, you know, whatever you need in order to style the hair, whether it be human or dog, those guys are shut down. So they're going to be opening up. You also have a sharpener because you have blades. You can't be using dull equipment on these animals and on these people because if you've ever had a dull clipper on your hair it pulls your hair and it's uncomfortable so those things need to be maintained so you're going to be employing sharpeners and the sharpener doesn't just do blades for scissors and and clippers they also do knives that means the butcher's going to be able to be open because he's going to have to get he he gets to have his knives sharpened so it's a huge thing it's 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 a cascade my husband works in real estate. So if you open up the real estate, you also get mortgage brokers, lenders, home inspectors. Um, you have termite inspectors or the, the termite company. You have um, the the recorder, the county recorder, because they're part of the process. You have the title officer and the title clerk. So you've got a whole bunch of different moving parts that will once again start moving once you open up some of these businesses. And we need it done ASAP. And that's why I'm out there. Yeah, and it's really affecting everybody, including me personally. And it's just like they don't think about the kids in school. So I have a problem with that with the school because I have an autistic child. So he did not talk at all. And he um, we were getting speech therapy with at his school. And so he was beginning to talk. And then the school closed. And it really affected him a lot. And and as an autistic child. If you guys don't know this, is they're very routine oriented. Anything can knock them off guard. And you guys can hear me in the background. If if, if anything, if he's like, oh, the door's closed for like a long period of time, it really starts to bother him. So when he didn't go to school and he loved school, 
he was really upset for weeks. And it's it's not just me. It's with parents all over. And it's just like they don't really understand. I, I, I don't know what it is with the Democrats nowadays. OK, and they really annoy the hell out of me. When you take kids away from their friends, when you take kids away from, you know, people that really matters to them, like your teachers, it really messes them up mentally. Okay. And, you know, what about the kids that are abuse? You know, we don't know that. We, we don't know any stories. So when you say things like keep the economy closed, you're really affecting the parents and make them angry as is. And this is where we, where I think they're so, they, they pretend to work for the working class, right? They pretend to care about the working class, the, the poor, but it's really messing up these parents a lot especially parents who who have to work for the county and they have set hours. And so they're planning to do rotation, if that makes sense, like class A, class B, you know, like what the hell, you know, we need human contact, you know, it, it, that's necessary. We need to hug each other. We need to feel each other, you know, and I, I, I don't know what it is, what's going on with the school at the moment. I think they want to open back in September, but even then people have to wear a mask. My son's autistic. He don't want no mask. It bothers him. And it's just like they don't think they it's they live in a very small world, if that makes sense. And I'm not saying that as an insult, but what I'm trying to tell you guys is the people who wants the economy to close travel a little bit, get to know people around you a little bit. All right. Not everybody lives just like you. And these, these are silly city dwellers. And Mario and I grew up in the city, but we grew up. I don't know if you, if you, you were the same, you know, the same um, environment that I was in, but I grew up in poverty as well. Mm. No, I actually, I grew up in the suburbs. Yeah. So, so I grew up, yeah, I grew up, yeah, I grew up in, uh, in poverty. I I was on welfare. I ate the freaking wick cheese. I I drank the wick food and all that stuff, but that experience taught me humbleness. Okay. And makes me, it taught me empathy. So when you guys say close the economy, close the economy. Yeah. That lady does need her haircut, but because what if she has depression and she needed that haircut to make her feel better. You know, what about the little doggies? What about them? You know, they, they can't tell you what they can't tell you that their their hair's pulling on their skin. They can't tell you that it's hurting them every time they walk. I mean, I'm and to get and this is where this is kind of where I got a little tr- in trouble sometimes when I was grooming. I would tell people if you can imagine, and I'm going to be blunt because I'm not going to stop. I didn't do it this bluntly when I was grooming, but I'm going to be blunt because I'm on your podcast. I will. I if your pubic hair. And your armpit hair was tangled up. And every time you took a step or raised your arm and it pulled the skin on you, you'd be shaving that shit so fast. And that's what these animals are enduring right now while these these, these groomers are closed. It, you're you're right. It's, it's, it's a compassion thing. These people who have no compassion. And I'm... I'm I'm glad that you brought up the autism thing because I have a friend um, who has an autistic son as well. And he's 16 years old. So he's already a grown autistic young man and he's a very, very low functioning. My best friend works with autistic people on a day-to-day basis. He works with an adult um, adult program and they're already wanting to start opening up because they're getting a lot of pressure from the parents going, hey, we need to get back to our lives, you know, our, you know, our son. And so my friend is trying to figure out how am I going to be able to handle these sometimes violently autistic people Um who don't want to wear masks. And then not only that, they want to hug you. They 
their 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 mental capacity is different and they're going to want to be in your social distancing space so how are you going to tell these people who will react violently when you tell them don't hug me keep your mask on it's going to be awful so you're right there's a whole bunch of things that are being affected and we all need to start looking at these critically i think this this idea of compassion and you know you having grown up in poverty and me having actually seen it um, my grandmother every time we got a new nintendo system we would have to donate our old one and my brothers and i would kick and scream why are we donating an old nintendo system but my mom would look at us and be like because these little boys and these little girls who are living at your grandmother's ranch and taking care of your grandmother's ranch have nothing they have absolutely nothing they have less than what you have and this is the least that you can do you need to be nice you need to you know you need to look out for other people and you're going to be spending the night on a dirt floor yeah and <laughs> that taught us <laughs> Like here, here's mud. Sleep on mud, and 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 um. To add to that, my great grandmother, uh, she she lived in a hut, you know, in Cambodia, like in the jungles. Man, they didn't have electricity, didn't have nothing. All they had was themselves. And my grandmother lived for a very long time. She died at 124 years old. And she every day she woke up, she was like, "Am I dead yet? Am I dead?" <laughs> so and she and she took care of all her kids. See, you don't have to, um. You don't. I. I, I don't understand. Not like, a mansion to be happy. Exactly, and then like this idea of of closing the economy, for instance, because you're taking away people's purpose. You know, people's purpose. If you take, and like Carl Jung said, if you take a man's purpose, you know, shit's gonna go down. He didn't say it like that, but it, it, that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. And I, I. I see people like really depressed, man, and it's just like I. I, I don't know what to do because it's just like. You know, I do podcasting and then I work in the evenings for the county. And then after that, you know, I come home and then I have my family. You know, I have my, my little boy. And then some people have nobody. You know, some people who live alone. And, they, and and going to work gave them a sense of purpose, a sense of belonging, a sense of community. And then when you take that away from them, dude, th- th- it's going to be – I don't know why nobody's reporting about suicide rates. Right. They're, and they're, they're skyrocketing. Uh, my friend, um, I think you've seen her. I think I've mentioned her um, on Jenner's podcast, uh, Lady Maga. Yeah. Lady Maga is out of work right now and she lives alone. So she, and she was fighting with depression and it was it last week, week before um, I just, something, something told me I needed to call her. I mean, I'd been listening to the Frozen 2 soundtrack and I know she loves Frozen in general and Frozen 2. So I've been listening to the Frozen 2 soundtrack and every time I listen to it, I was like, I need to call, I need to call Lady Maga. I need to call Lady Maga. And finally I called and he was like, thank you for calling me. I really needed to hear someone's voice. And I was like, what's wrong? He's like, well, I've been alone. I was like, it's just me and my two little mice in my house. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I'm on call. So I go work a couple days, but you know, they can call me at three o'clock in the morning and I got to go. And you know, but then I come home i lost my mom about a year ago and my family is turned into like screaming liberals because they they want us to all stay inside and they think i'm crazy for going out there and i think i'm gonna catch the rona and die and i'm i'm lonely and i said well good i'm glad something told me to call you and i'm glad that i'm calling you and you know chin up and we did we I, you know i helped my friend you know get out of that rut and she had an amazing event this last week and she and um this police officer who was kicked off the force for refusing to ride his bike the motorcycle cop was re- refused to ride his bike in the lgbt pride parade and so they fired him for that um so they her, him and her the lady maga are both teaming up and they're basically doing this reopen utah rally so the two of them have basically have invited thousands and thousands of people to the utah state capital salt lake city and they've done it now two weeks i think this is going to be a third week and two weeks from now 
But so she lives in Utah, not in California? No, she doesn't live in California. She, she lives in Utah. She lives up there. Oh, yeah. That's going to be really lonely. And see, this is what it, this is what we're talking about. I mean, when you say things like LGBTQ have to think a particular way, you know, no, you're making them really lonely as is because they're getting – and I think Mario understands what I'm talking about. They're getting you, you're casting them out because of their political beliefs. Do you guys understand how much how hurt that is? How hurtful that is when you tell them that they hate themselves when they really don't? It's like you're gaslighting them, and it's it's not fair. I don't like that. That's that that's in my personal opinion a part of a nar, nar, narcissistic personality personal you know personality disorder. When you guys say things like that, you can't tell that say that to people. It's not nice. And I and I know that sounds kind of like kind of softy but it's not nice and i do not who am i to tell a person what they can and cannot believe let them justify themselves and so this is what this is why i wanted to do a podcast with mara because i want him to justify himself because he can't he had that's his right you can't say that he can't believe anything that he you know he doesn't because of the fact that he's gay that's so wrong man and it it, it, it brings a sour taste in my mouth because in this country my parents escape a war that killed their own people and so what you guys are doing to 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 the people who say that you know mark can't be a, a trump supporter because he's gay my parents escape just to be themselves just to practice their religion okay just to practice their religion they came to the united states of america so they can believe so they can practice their buddhism okay so this country you can be gay or republican you can be a gay mormon i don't give a shit whatever you want to do i was like you can do whatever you want to do so stop telling other people what they can and cannot believe, you know. And, and and like I said, Mario, it scares the shit out of me. It really does because they don't they don't hear it, and, and I'm I'm legit scared. They really, yeah. But you're right. You know, we need to stop telling people that they can't be something and start reminding them that they can be whatever they want to be. If they want to be a gay Republican, let them be a gay Republican. If you want to be a gay liberal. Be a gay liberal. You know, don't stop someone else from living their best life because then you are infringing on their rights. You know what really bothers me, though? Uh, Scott Pressler. So if you guys don't know who Scott Pressler is, he goes around and he picks up trash. And um, he did a fantastic job in San Francisco and he did a fantastic job in Baltimore, Maryland. And he is the sweetest person you could. He's like, you don't call my grandparents or you know, somebody. Oh, somebody yeah. Called me yeah, someone called his memory grandparents. He goes, you know, and he was so sweet. He was angry. He was angry, but but Scott was not raised that way. And if you guys don't know this, Scott parent is, I believe they're religious, right? Yeah. So they're religious. So when you make the argument that, you know, I understand what you're talking about um, when, you know, you bring up the argument that, you know, you should remember how the Christians used to crucify the homosexuals. I, I'm on your side. I get that. I go, but we're in the new age of the 21st century. People change, okay? And Scott's parents love him. They do. They support him when he goes out and help people. And then in San Francisco, this is where Lady Maga comes in. Guys, punch in the stomach, guys. That's not fun. That's not nice, okay? You don't hit anybody when you're picking up trash and helping your community. You know? You guys don't see that? The hypocrisy? You know, you don't hurt anybody. I don't give a shit if you're gay or you're an alien. You don't hit anybody. Okay, and um, I don't know the story of that one, Lay Maga. I think I think somebody took her hat, right? Right. Someone took her hat, and she she took it. You know, she took it back, and in the process of taking it back, she got punched in the stomach. Exactly. Um, Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And where was I? I was going to say something. Go ahead, keep going. And it's just like um, 
And I didn't see the video, but I think Mario posted um, where she talks about it. And um, I just don't think that's fair, guys. I, I don't because, like I said, I'm very into American history. Not only that, you know, I I, I have uh, roots in American politics. So um, with this podcast, it's not necessarily a um, a political podcast, but I do know um, historical because I love history. I love history, and we work so hard. You know, Dr. Martin Luther King, Muhammad Ghani, you know, they, you know, it's it's just like we work for peace and compassion and for us to be who we are. And then you come around and say, no, you can't do that. You, you can't do that. It's, it's you, not fair. You can't do that or we'll punch you or we'll take your hat or we'll make your life miserable. And you're absolutely right. I don't mean to interject, but you're absolutely right. We all need to start speaking up. And I'm, and I'm going to really kind of follow this up with what happened with me in Huntington Beach just about a week and a half half ago i'm out there and this time i bring my husband you know because my husband's like oh it's gonna be lots of people he likes to come when there's gonna be a lot of people because then he can get lost in the crowd and just kind of keep an eye on things so he gets lost in the crowd and he's watching we brought a cooler full of water we're handing them out to all everybody anybody we want you know anybody who's do you want a water do you want a water do you want a water? i got a crap ton of waters because i knew people were gonna be out there everything's closed and everyone's gonna want a water and here here's some nice cold water that's something at least nice that we can do my husband handed this dude water and he's got you know a blue tie american flag nice shirt you know kind of kind of looks like a stick in the mud but okay sure enough he takes the water he drinks you know whatever we're doing our thing i'm doing my thing and all of a sudden that same guy is now standing behind me and he starts shouting sodomite and Mm. i was like excuse me and i ignored it i let it go i just moved i walked somewhere else you know move on come back to you know the center area where my husband is with more waters you know i'm hanging out that dude comes back, shouts sodomite again behind my back. And at this point I was, I I had it. I'm like, okay, you've now done this twice. I obviously you need to, you want to have a conversation. Let me whip around. And I whipped around like a total bitch. Like what the fuck? <laughs> and I was like, do you have a problem? And he's like, he's like, he's like, homosexuals are burning, blah, 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 blah. And he just started, I mean, he's cl- clutching his Bible in one hand, his American flag in the other. And I was like, stop, stop. Let's have a conversation. I want to have a conversation with you. If you want to call me sodomite, fine, call me sodomite. But I want to have a conversation. Do you really believe this? I want to know more about it. And as I'm trying to talk to this person, he's walking away from me walking away from me screaming be gone homosexual be gone heathen homosexuality is a sin and he's you know screaming at this while i'm following him and i mind you i'm following him with my rainbow flag my seven inch sparkle stilettos you know my american sunglasses you know i'm 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 the works and Mm -hmm. everyone's watching everyone's watching and my husband turns to this to this this onlooker and goes oh he's gonna rip him apart and he's like well what do you mean he's like well because my husband is really really peaceful but that dude's been harassing him for the last hour and now my husband's had it and watch what he does and sure enough i followed this guy and this guy just refused to talk refused to talk refused to talk and after about a you know about a minute or so I was like, okay, fine. This is an exercise in, you know, futility. This is not going to get us anywhere. And I turned around and I went back to the crowd. And you would not believe, Boone, how many people walked up to me. 
I am a Christian and I do not approve what that man is doing. I am a pastor and I do not approve of that what that man is doing. Thank you for being out here and showing courage. I run a congregation in South Los Angeles. That man does not speak for my congregation. I'm here to tell you that you are welcome here in my with this with all of us. I'm not kidding you, Boone. For the next 30 minutes, people were coming up to me and saying, sorry. I'm sorry for how he acted. And from that point forward, he was pushed to the edge of the crowd and no one gave him the time of day. Mm-hmm. See, there you go. I mean, it's it's just like you can't generalize everybody. And Mario said it perfectly. He goes, I'm not true. You know, yeah, yeah. Not everybody's the same. Not everybody's the same. So when you say Christians are all they hate all homosexuals, all homosexuals and, and lesbians and stuff like that. Mario just shared a story. And if you guys don't watch him on, on, on Facebook, everybody loves him. Everybody. He, it's just his energy. He's a sunshine. All right. Of the, and I hope, why? You know, like, why are you going to tell him that he cannot be something because the fact that supposedly somebody hates him? Obviously, of course, you're going to have the Christians like that guy. Okay. You're going to have those, those raggedy ass hoes that <laughs> consider themselves Christians, but they're not because in the Bible, Jesus loved everybody. Okay? He did. He loved everybody. He hung out with prostitutes, tax collectors, sins, sinful people. And you have to remember that Jesus Christ cured, I believe, two people with leprosy. And none of them said, thank you. And that's that's what we need to learn from, from the book. Is that you're going to do something for other people. And then, of course, some people are not going to say thank you. That's just human nature. Okay, that's pretty much how humans are. And we have accepted that. And like, if you are a party of compassion, you should love gay Trump supporters too. You know, and I'm not forcing you. I'm not forcing you. That's your right too. But when you say and start attacking them, that's when I have a problem. Okay, because you can't accept that person for who they are. But yet your slogan is be yourself. So why can't you be a gay Trump supporter? It doesn't make any sense. And this is the problem that I have. And it scares the shit out of me, guys, when you guys have this idea. Because you have to understand that's how fascists kind of start to develop. Because you guys are your own little community that's happening. And you guys are becoming radicalized. And it scares me. It really does. And it's sad. And so... You know, just like that guy who was screaming at you, you know, calling you a sodomite. I don't know what he means by that, but like. Because I like to take it in the butt. <laughs> you know, it's like, it, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, come on, leave the guy alone. You know what okay. the best part was, though? The best part was the fact that before he started calling me sodomite, before he realized who I was, he took a water from my husband and gladly drank it and thanked him. So, I mean, dude, yeah. you just accepted water from some from some fag's husband and you drank it <laughs> happily and then you want to call him then you want to call his husband a sodomite like really dude like who is really showing compassion here yeah sorry my son he's like mommy candy oh you're scene. fine <laughs> you're, like, fine, you're fine I, you're fine like, i want candy <laughs> but like um it, it just but, it doesn't make any sense and it really bothers me and, and, and here's the thing i thought when i when i walked through lgbt pride last year because i went with that same guy in the flat in the picture with me the, with the trump flag christopher he and i walked through lgbt pride gay pride in los angeles last year on the street fair with our trump hats and not one person stopped and says hey don't call them names. That's not cool. 
because it was cool for people to flip us off, scream at us, you know, but no one dared stand up and say, hey, that person screaming and flipping you off doesn't speak for me. And Mm -hmm. thank you for doing that. None of them did that. What happened? And I had to fend yeah. off people and finally walk away and exactly. be like, okay, thank you so much. I get it. You, he doesn't speak for you. I totally get it. Thank you. Have a great day. Let me go do my rally thing. <laughs> and that's what it is. You know, it's just like, go outside. Get to know people. People have different ideas. And I, I have many friends who um, I used to have a friend named Mary. Mary is no longer Mary. Uh, Mary transitioned successfully. Mm-hmm about a decade ago and he always held conservative views you know he pretty much the same thing you do you know he mm-hmm. he held the belief that you know husband should you know one relationship one relationship only um work hard and and so when mary wants to get into politics but you know he's scared of speaking up and this is what you guys are doing you guys are bullying people into not speaking their mind Mm-hmm. And that really hurts the individuals. And, and, and Mario, it's really he, he's really confident. And, and don't tell him what to believe. Because I, my favorite thing that I love about Mario is like, oh, I'm about to beat your ass. <laughs> I'm like, do not make me pull my hair down. Because <laughs> I'm going to beat your ass. And he was square up. Even though he grew up in this, this uh, he grew up in a nice neighborhood, you know, and I grew up in po- poverty and stuff like that. I love the fact that Mario is willing to square up. Oh, my because God. Well, was- I'm the oldest of four. I have to. I mean, come on. When you have four boys in a family and you happen to be the oldest, you got to make sure you put the others in check because they will run all over you. And my brothers and I are only about it. Uh, I think with the four of us, we're all within five years. So me and the next one is two years, then 10 months, and then a year. So we're all, we all kind of grew up together. So we were all about the same physical strength, about the same physical size. So we tussled. And one time my brother got chased down by some crazy in a car. And, I, you know, we, the four of us were like, hey, what's up? We'll square up. We squared up and we kicked the shit out of him. And they ended up running down, running, leaving our neighborhood. We're like, hey, you know what? Don't 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 mess with one because you're gonna mess with all of us. Exactly, and it's just like I love that he's willing to score up. I'm more of a peaceful Buddhist type of person. I'm like, oh well, you know, you can beat me. <laughs> I'm a lot different, and so you know, it's we don't condone violence. I'm gonna have to remember that, right? right. You guys you remember no. that we don't condone violence. But but if you put your hands on somebody. You have to remember they have the right to punch you back in the face. Mm-hmm. And that happens. Okay. This is where this is where we grew up like that. I grew up the same way. I grew up with this, this idea that the moment that you put hands on somebody, it doesn't matter if it was a man or a woman. Okay. If don't pick on pick on somebody your own size, basically. And so when I see a lot of Antifa members bullying LGBTQ community, especially like Lady Maga, I think Lady Maga, I think you shared a video, Marl, uh, back in February, somebody yelling at Lady Maga, just screaming at her. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa, dude, relax. Yeah. Wow. I don't even know how Lady Maga handled it. I, I, wow. It's just really amazing. And I applaud her. And if you're listening to this, Lady Maga, I applaud you. And you're always invited onto my podcast with Mario. And you're always welcome in my little bubble. But it's just like you're they're screaming their heads off. And I'm like, wow. This is we're our, We've lost the intelligent argument. At this point, we are ready to scream and we just don't want to hear you anymore. And that's that is the that is the hallmark of a cult. 
you don't want to hear opposing thought. Any cult, whether it's, you know, LGBT plantation, whether it's the, you know, Branch Davidians, whether it's, you know, any of them. You know, whether it's the super crazy Jehovah Witnesses, I mean, because, you know, every, the crazy Mormons, the crazy Christians, all of them, the, the Westboros, they refuse to listen to opposing speech. And what we're finding is with the left, especially these people who, the Antifa, the, the socialists, they'll attend right-leaning events and they'll pull out a book and ignore it or put on headphones. So they don't actually have to listen to the content, but they'll be the first ones to disrupt it. So it's the, it's this, idea of cult behavior that says you do not listen to opposing thought if you are a nazi you do not listen to what the jewish people are saying you do not listen to what the americans are saying you you are it's against the law to listen to opposing speech and against the 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 way and you look at what they're doing and this is exactly the same thing it's it's literally carbon copy for copy for copy they're all doing the same thing it's like a, a I'm going to be on a podcast with McCall Jones. It's going to be this weekend. And we are going to break that down about intersectionality. So we, we're going to make the argument that it becomes – it's a, like a religious cult, okay? It's not healthy for you guys. It's it's a philosophy made for us to be using our it's, – it's more like back in the 60s and 70s and the 80s, it's the idea of a race war. Now it's the identity war, okay? And whoever is on top, you know, they're they're gonna try to you know make you feel like a victim, and and psychologically, it's gonna really damage you. And like we suggest, you know, I came from a poor background, and even I will not play the victim. Okay, I understand somebody, you know, when you come from, so I was abused as well as a child. My dad suffered from post-traumatic stress disorder from the war. You have to understand where he's coming from as well. I'm not saying that I condone it. I'm not saying don't, don't beat your child or anything like that. But his idea of a punishment was more like neglect. And so that experience taught me to be stronger than that experience. And I love my dad till his day. And he apologized for what he did. You see, it's it, that's that's the point of it. What's suffering? It makes you grow as an individual, and you climb yourself in the hierarchy that way. You know, just like Mario, he had his car. He woo, he got his car, and I'm so happy for him. And like, I don't understand how people can get jealous of certain people because of what they have. You know, Lady Maga does better makeup than me. You know, like what the fuck? <laughs> wow. You know, I'm impressed. I'm like, girl. Damn. You're like, you're serving fish realness, girl. <laughs> and I'm happy. And I love making other people like, I love seeing their success. I love it. And it's just, it's just something that I really enjoy. I mean, I could be like living on dirt floors and I'm like, I'm happy for you. You know, I was like, yes, man, right on. And those are the people that you need in your life. Sure. I have my moments. Okay. I have my moments with fucking drama, just like everybody else, because everybody likes to start shit with me sometimes. I go, but. At the same time, you know, I'm happy for everybody. And I'm so happy that I have certain people that's in, in my life that, that comes in. And just like Mario, you know, with the success with his car and going to rallies and, and, and doing all these things because he loved what he's doing. And that's the point of it. I think I lost Mario. Mario's still no, here. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. And so when I see like Mario going out and having fun 
And so he's going to do it in Sacramento, but it sucks that he's on Facebook jail, so I can't really see. I'm not on Twitter. Um, I really do want to sign up for Twitter, but I know I'm going to fight with a lot of issues. No, you can also, yeah, there's also the Instagram. There's all, there's so many channels. You can always find me at www.mariopresents.com. That's always all my stuff. I, I, every video that I will do on, I should do on Facebook or that I do do on Facebook and on Instagram is also posted on my YouTube and I kind of host that onto my Facebook or my website, mariopresents.com. So it's all centralized there. So if you don't have all those platforms, at least it's all there. Exactly. So <clears throat> I had a very awesome discussion with Mario and I, I, you're always welcome back, back to my podcast and you're always loved here in your little circle. And, and you can tell Lady Maga that she's welcome here as well. And she can talk and share her story. She, if she wants somebody to reach to, she can reach out to me. Absolutely. At, so any last words or any wisdom that you want to share, Mario, before we go? Well, in this age of coronavirus right now, I think it's important for all of us to be using our voices in any way, shape or form. Um, I've been rallying now for four weeks, five weeks, and I think it's important that we keep going until a lot of these lockdowns are lifted um, or at least reduced um, because people are literally suffering. People are dying. Animals are suffering. Um and if we can tap into churches, if we can tap into friends, we can tap into family. I mean, we can't even go into our church. We can't go into our dentist. We can't go into our optometrist, but we can stand on the corner and we can say, hey, it's time to open up our country. We need to do what we need to do as patriots, as freedom-loving people. Um, and that is part of our right. We should be exercising that and we should be more than happy to exercise that. Um, if you guys have want to follow my adventures, you can always follow them at MarioPresents.com. Yeah. Do you have like anything that we can support? Like we can donate to you, right? As you well? Can, you, okay. See, and this is where my humility comes in. Um, <laughs> I'm totally turning pink right now. Um, yes, I have a Venmo. It's Mario Presents. So if you want to send me something, you can send me something there. Um, but you guys... I, sharing my content and letting people know that a different way is out there and that there are people strong enough to weather the storm that will come with the with the challenges that come with being different because all my life I've been told I'm short, I'm curly, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm Hispanic, blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what? Yeah, I am all these things. But you know what? More importantly, I'm myself. And there's nothing you can do to take away that. So that's the message that I love to spread is just be yourself and be proud of who you are. If you're not, if you're doing something and you're not proud of it, maybe you need to start doing something different. Exactly. So as always, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this discussion that we have and make sure to check him out. And I'm going to link it in the description below of his, his Venmo. So I know you're, hum you know, you're humble and you don't want any money or anything <laughs> like that, but you know, it costs a lot of money when you go to these rallies. So I'm going to make my donation to Mario and I hope you guys do the same thing in the description below to support my work. And as always guys stay far out. Bye. <laughs>